Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pawn, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 8 Back to School Monday morning, Katie woke up with a happy smile on her face. She was ready to get back to school and her life. Today was December 12th, her 17th birthday. As she got dressed, she hummed a happy tune to herself. Before Lizzie and Sam picked her up, she sat down and wrote an excuse letter, signing her mother's name with a flourish. The sound of a car horn had Katie bouncing out of the house into the car. Don't worry, I have complete control, she blurted out before they could say anything. If not, you can hide in the woods for the rest of your life, Sam quipped with a smile. You can count on us to say we have absolutely no idea what happened or where you are, Lizzie returned. Katie couldn't help grinning. You know I love you guys. I could never have done this without you. She felt a twinge of guilt thinking of Jackson and decided to ignore it for the time being. Yeah, well, better you than me, Lizzie laughed. By the way, happy birthday. Is your mom planning anything special? She always goes out for her one and only child, Sam said in a dramatic voice. Last year was such a big bang for my sweet 16th birthday. I don't know how she could top that, Katie answered, ignoring the dramatic sarcasm. I am sure it's going to be big. Katie waved her friends goodbye and headed for the school office. She handed the excuse note to the secretary. Instead of writing out the excuse for her teachers, the secretary asked her to wait in a chair. Surprised, Katie sat down, wondering a little about the lady's behavior. Principal Davis immediately came out of his office. The secretary handed him Katie's note. He looked down, studying the note. Not good, she thought. Butterflies started fluttering in her stomach, but she still wasn't worried. She believed she would be able to talk herself out of any situation. Miss Johnson, will you come with me? Principal Davis stretched his arm, indicating his office. Katie steadied her nerves, got up smoothly, and walked confidently into the office. She curbed the impulse to immediately start talking or explaining. She sat down on the hard chair and waited for him to begin. Principal Davis sat down behind his desk. His balding head reflected the light in the room. Catherine, this note seems to indicate your mother knew you were sick all last week. When I talked to her this morning, she had no idea you missed any school at all. He had a small smile on his face, which didn't reach his eyes. My mom... Something was lodged in her throat. She had to clear it before she could continue. My mom is out of town. I have been unable to talk to her directly, but I told her on her voicemail I was sick. Katie wasn't sure all the words came out clearly. 
As I have explained, I was concerned about the number of days you missed school. I called your mother. She indicated to me, as far as she was concerned, you were not sick at all. And she has been out of town the very length of time you have missed. He paused. When Katie didn't respond, he continued. You have obviously decided to take advantage of your mother's absence and skip school. Davis raised a hand for quiet when Katie tried to interrupt. Your mother has graciously left it up to me to punish you. School policy is, if you do not have a proper excuse for an absence, you will not get any credit for that day. In other words, you will receive a zero for everything that was due. He paused again, watching her. Katie knew he wanted some kind of reaction from her. She didn't know what it was, but decided to give him nothing. She thought her stomach was going to jump out the window, but her face was void of all emotion. Disappointment crossed Davis's face before he masked it and continued. You were given a copy of the handbook at the beginning of the year, which you and your mother have signed, saying you have read it. Do you still have your copy? Katie shook her head. Who ever reads that? She thought in disgust. Since I'm sure you don't have your copy, I will give you another one. I have highlighted the places which affect you. Davis reached over his desk with the pamphlet opened. Katie automatically reached out for it. You'll also have school detention for six days. This includes every day you have decided to skip. I have basketball practice. Sports are a privilege. Miss Johnson, one you no longer have. I will inform Coach Tanner you will not be on the girls' basketball team. Katie sat listening while heat filled her stomach. She started taking slow breaths to calm herself down. She didn't want to change here. She had never been in trouble before. The injustice of it made her furious. The rest of her meeting with Principal Davis didn't last very long. He droned on about consequences for actions till she thought she wanted to bite him. She walked out of the office dazed. Six days, she kept repeating to herself. Six days of zeros. She was a solid B student. She had no idea what six days of zeros would do to her GPA. She might not pass any of her classes. The thought made her sick to her stomach. The bell had already rung. Taking her time, she walked slowly to her locker. She dreaded walking into her first hour. It would make it all real. When she handed the teacher her note from the office, she stood outside the door still not wanting to go in. Taking a deep breath, she forced herself to open the door and walk in. All eyes turned to her. Mr. Thompson paused in mid-sentence as she walked up and handed him the note. His eyebrows raised in surprise as he quickly glanced through its contents. He told her to go ahead and sit down. She sat frozen as Mr. Thompson went through his lecture. Ten minutes before class was over, Mr. Thompson asked Katie to come with him for a moment. Not knowing what more she could take, she got up and followed him. They walked into the hall. 
he turned and shut the door behind him. Mr. Thompson informed her that there was nothing he could do about the unexcused absences, but he could give her some extra credit to help her out. He would have the list of things she needed to do by the next morning. The extra credit would be due Wednesday, December 21st, before the term was over. Relieved, Katie couldn't thank him enough for giving her a break. He smiled at her and told her not to worry about it. Her second-hour teacher reacted the same way as Mr. Thompson. She was to receive her extra credit the next day, and it would be due by December 21st. By the third hour, it was obvious teachers gossiped just as much as students. Her third-hour teacher had already put together her extra credit homework with the same due date. Katie was beginning to relax until she walked into English class. Miss Smith looked to be around 75 years old. She was standing by her desk. Her pinched face always looked like she smelled something bad. She automatically reached for the note. She gave it a quick glance to confirm what she already knew. She informed Katie in a loud voice so everyone in China could hear. There are reasons for rules. School policy dictates you are to get a zero for those six days, which include a test and a paper. She had already figured Katie's grades. As of right now, she was receiving an F for the class. If she were to do all her homework from now until the end of term, she might get a D-. Katie started to turn away, but was informed in still a clear voice not to expect any leniency because she was popular and a jock. Miss Smith paused to make her point clear. Katie stood stone-faced, keeping all emotions from her face. She patiently waited for the teacher to finish. Finally, Katie turned and sat down, looking straight ahead. She ignored the stares of the other students and Lizzie's shocked face. Lunch was a nightmare. Sam and Lizzie showed their outrage. The rest of the school seemed to revel in her dilemma. She tried to talk to Coach Tanner, but before she could explain, he turned and walked away. She followed him with her eyes. Every step he took, her respect for him vanishing. Her last hour was Algebra two. She had been on such a roller coaster all day, she didn't know what to expect. Mr. Kelly told her she was behind and there would only be one way for her to catch up. He would meet with her during lunch and tutor her. He was positive he could get her up to speed by the end of the term. He then did something that was completely unexpected. He told her she probably needed time to finish all her homework. He had already cleared it with the librarian. During his class, she could go to the library and work on her other homework. She gave him a hug, her eyes filling with tears. He got a little embarrassed, patting her back awkwardly. By the time Katie got home, she was exhausted. Darkness descended quickly, leaving cold shadows to welcome her home. The phone immediately began ringing in the empty house. Ignoring it, she put her book bag on the table. She paused, recognizing her mother's voice on the answering machine, demanding her to pick up the phone, reminding herself her mother usually was reasonable. She reached over and picked up the receiver. Ten minutes later, she hung up, her mother's voice still ringing in her ears. 
It was too much. The heat in her belly was simmering into a rolling boil. She turned off the light, took off her clothes, opened the front door, and allowed herself to change. Heat soared through her veins. The need to run was overwhelming. She took off into the woods, letting her instincts take over. It felt good to let go. The miles faded away as she ran. She hardly noticed anything but the cold wind which felt good against her heated body. She didn't know where she was going and didn't care. Again, she heard her mother telling her what a disappointment she was, how she was untrustworthy. She deserved the punishment Mr. Davis had inflicted. Her mother never stopped to listen to her explanation. She just rolled over it as if she hadn't said anything. The real kicker was when her mother said her grades had better not drop a single decimal. How exactly could she accomplish that with only two weeks left until end of term? Happy birthday to me, Katie thought. Her mother had always made a big production about her birthday. Even when she didn't have anything to spend, her mother tried to make it her day special. Last year was a huge sweet 16 party with most of the school invited. This year, her mother never even mentioned it, which meant her mom had probably forgotten. That hurt more than any other humiliating thing that happened that day. Katie started following a well-marked trail. She was surprised when she realized she could see just as well in the dark as broad daylight. Another feature she could get used to in this crazy situation. She followed the trail until it came to a large two-story cabin. Instinctively, Katie sniffed the air. The place had a deserted smell. Nobody had been there for some time, she deduced. Walking on the tall grass, Katie was able to read a sign on the door. If you're lost and need a place, you're welcome to stay. Just clean it when you're done. Fill the pantry for the next lost soul. Forced. The name Forrest seemed to trigger something in her head, but she couldn't remember where or what exactly. The sight of the cabin and the welcoming words seemed to erase the frustration she was feeling. She had been shown some unexpected kindness from people she didn't expect. She was going to remember who gave it to her and try to pay them back somehow. She lay down on the tall, dead grass. A feeling of calmness pervaded her senses. She closed her eyes, breathing deeply. Uh, where are you and how come I can't see anything? Came the thought. Jackson? Katie raised her head in surprise. Who else talks to you in your head? Where have you been? Uh. I decided to tell my friends about what I'm going through. You vanish, Katie went on before Jackson could say anything. That wasn't my fault, Jackson said defensively. Why? What happened? You are okay, aren't you? Your friends didn't betray you. No, I just, I didn't know how to get a hold of you. I thought you were mad and left me for good, Katie thought with a sigh. So, you missed me. Jackson came back a little too smug for Katie's taste. Don't change the subject. Where were you? A long pause. I'm waiting for an answer, Katie thought impatiently. I'm thinking. Wow, look at that. You get to think in private, while I'm open for you to see my every thought. 
That's not how it works, Jackson laughed. Oh, really? How does it work then? I can communicate with you, but I cannot tell what you're thinking. You have trusted me and have allowed me access to what you see. I can also feel your emotions. I'm not sure I like the emotions part. Believe me, I don't like it either. Your emotions take me on a complete roller coaster ride. No wonder girls cry a lot. If I were going through that regularly, I'd want to kill myself. Oh, you poor baby, Katie thought irritably. Wait a minute. We got off the subject. Where have you been? Damn, you don't get distracted very easily, do you? Don't you dare go silent on me, mystery man. I don't want a half cock story either. Half cock story? Jackson chortled. You know what I mean. Okay, okay. Well, it goes like this. Uh, okay, this is kind of hard. He paused a moment. Okay, have you noticed the moon? Jackson stumbled. The moon? Katie looked up. It was big and bright in the evening sky. No? Am I supposed to notice it? She doesn't notice the moon. Jackson's thoughts sounded like a mumble. I'm waiting. I'm trying. Jackson's thoughts almost shouted at her. Okay, when you look at the moon, what do you see? Confused, Katie looked into the night sky again. I see that it's round and big. Not completely round, Jackson's thoughts corrected. It was completely round a couple of days ago. Let's say about the time I disappeared. You can't talk to me when the moon is full, Katie guessed. Something like that. Why didn't you say so? That's no big deal. Really, guys are sometimes so worried about such stupid things. Other things happen besides not being able to talk. Jackson's thoughts came back defensively. Whatever. Look, I need to get home. I've got long days ahead of me till term ends, Katie thought. I'll catch you later, okay? Wait, you never told me where you are. I don't know, some cabin in the woods. There's a cabin in the middle of the woods? Yeah, owned by someone named Forrest. Dead silence followed Katie's answer. Shrugging and muttering about all guys in general, she got up and headed for home. She was looking forward to a good night's sleep. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pawn, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again, have a great day.